I am unashamed. What about you? By the way, Jay, you and your dad, we're, we weigh what you're supposed put, to weigh. Put your headphones on. I'm 6'3", 175 pounds. Yeah, but you were 220. No, I never got to 220. I got oh. to about like 205. I said, nope. I know she did, you didn't say me. You just said you, you two. You left me out of that conversation. You don't want to get 40 pounds overweight because it's too hard to lose it. <laughs> And I got 10 pounds overweight, and I said, no, but I'm going to shave that off. Here's, I don't even want to talk about this, but y'all brought it up because I just came from, I had to go do a checkup for insurance purposes. And my buddy. Stop right there. Yeah. You had to go. Yeah. By whose instructions? The insurance agent, who is one of my friends. He's a good guy. I don't want insurance. But my wife's like, well, you know, I mean, we already get it. Yeah, because if I die, you get some money. Right. That's the, and that's and the I, I've already brought this up before that I don't like it already. <laughs> and they're like, well, let's just do it. It'll, it'll only take a few minutes, you know. That was a lie. It was one hour. Look, I go in there, and it's a drive-through, basically. I said that. To the, to the lady. I'm like, so this is basically a drive through Like you're getting a McDonald's burger. Yeah, drug test and to see if you're healthy. She asked me 150 questions. <laughs> and look, I mean, just over this page after page, do you have any kind of cancerous tumors in any region of your body? I'm like, not that I know of. So Isn't let me that get this your right. job to <laughs> figure that out? You're the, you're med- the medical <laughs> professional. I'm not a doctor. Have you experienced, you know, dizziness, aches, and pains? I'm like, well, I hit my head when I was jumping for a frog, and I was a little dizzy. Does that count? No, I think we're okay with that. Look, so then she said, what do you weigh? I said, I don't weigh myself. <laughs> I don't she weigh said, myself and compare myself to other Well, people. I said, I weigh about the same thing I did as a senior in high school. I'll tell you that. I said, I'm going to guess at 170 pounds. And she said, well, I have a scale here. Do you mind? So I get up there. Well, I'm 168. So look, you know what she says? Do Is you, this in the vehicle or out of it? No, I'm out of the vehicle. I just meant drive through as in you pull in, you go in there, and then there's a line of people. The reason I say this it, well, let me finish that story. So she said, well, what do you attribute you losing that two pounds to? I said, are you serious? <laughs> when did you graduate I high said, school? I haven't had breakfast this morning. <laughs> I, literally, she asked me, why have you lost two pounds? So you're supposed to stay on the 170 for the <laughs> like, whole shebang. Oh, no. I have some rare disease. I've lost two pounds, and I don't know why. So basically what they were saying via this woman, kind of like Alexa, they tell me that there's a woman that knows everything. No, that's Alexa, not Alexon. What's the name of it? Alexa. Alexa. She knows everything. She does. So basically they were trying to ascertain whether they want to take your money on an insurance policy, but they wanted you – to be perfect, perfectly, in case, oh. in case they made a mistake, yeah, pristine, and and there was a something that they shouldn't have given you insurance because there's something wrong with you. She asked me 150. Do questions. you have to be perfect Look, to get insurance? Well, she asked me 150 <laughs> questions, and the answer to all 150 was no, <laughs> not one no, single no. yes. I had no. She said, "I don't think I've ever seen where there wasn't one yes." Well, before they took my, before they got my cataract out of my eye. They wrote down that they had a sheet, and they said, check which of these pharmaceuticals that you take. 
And I just read down through it. And I, after about halfway, I just said, well, it does not apply to me. So I wrote down our just big letters, none, on the whole sheet. Well, when they finally got it, they said, well, you know. There wasn't a place you, for none, though, You right? take something. I said. Well, that's what she said. No, today. I don't take she something. She said, what drugs do you take? currently take? I said, I don't take any. That's she said, I no, take. I mean, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and she didn't. She went like, you know. And I was like, no, I don't take drugs. <laughs> I I will pass the drug test. There's no drugs here. And I she got I into was, alcohol. She I thought said. I was the only one off of pharmaceuticals, but now that I'm talking to you, Jace, there's another one. But she said, do you have like something, you know, cirrhosis of the liver or something? I was like, I've already told you. I don't I don't have an alcohol problem. Therefore, I think that's what causes it. She's like, well, there's a lot of reasons. I was like, well, how would I know that unless you looked at my liver? I haven't looked at my liver ever. It's inside my body. I, they were unanswerable questions, yeah. you know? I was like, well, if I did know, if these answers were yes, we would. I would need to. There's probably some kind of trick in it. It's like the, there was probably some embedded things that she was looking for. Who knows? I think I mean, so. Questions. But then she's like, Did well, you have you, to do a urine thing? Yeah. So then we get to that part. Are you paying them yet? And uh, I have no idea. Well, I did. I did say, who's paying for this? And she said, well, I'm sure the insurance company. I was like, oh, so they they do this as a service. That's why it's just like a drive through situation, you mm-hmm. know. And then to make sure you're perfectly healthy. Well, if they had a fleet of doctors that you were going to, all the professional, every part of the body, all the different ones, you know, eye, nose, ears, nose, liver, surgeon. If they had a fleet of doctors. That would be doctors, one thing. But they're just asking you. Yeah. I don't know. I feel great. <laughs> I feel fine. <laughs> you know, D, but she was asking things that only a doctor would know, that Jace, I would need an x-ray for. Jace, face up to it. You're fixed to get fleeced by the insurance company. <laughs> I guess I am. But well, I, yeah. well, the insurance guy, who's my friend, as soon as it was over, I put done. That's an hour of my life that I will never get back. <laughs> and he responded back, you know, sorry, but, you know, we needed to do that. Well, Al, you were talking about insurance, but we need to get off the insurance, man. But look, no, wait, I want to bring this, this up. Analysis. So, so look, so the urinalysis, she hands me a cup, two little deal, and I'm like, Oh, I do this? And she's like, well, yeah. She said, I'll be there beside you. And I said, you're going to be there beside me? I'm not sure I can do this with you watching, you know. And she's like, well, I mean, just right by the door. And I was like, why Why are we doing this? But then it occurred to me, because people who have drug testing, they, I guess they bring their own urine, <laughs> BYOU. Or somebody else's that's clean. Yeah, That's what I mean. I've heard about that. So I walk in there, and it's a sign. Look, this big around that you could never miss says, do not flush. I said, what's up with that? And she said, what? I said, do not flush. She said, yeah, don't flush. Well, here's what's funny. You know, I do the business in the little cup and put it in the little – well, then I pour out the excess. Well, just – Human nature, I flushed to come out. Oh, you did it. You broke the rule. Ow. I had it all in the, you know, in the. Something and she about, said, You flushed to come out. Something, you flushed about, come. something about the people that they check, they flush away what they don't want. So. Some, something. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, they know their own drug, but they know they got to do it. They flush it. So she didn't want to. That's well, what let's face in. it, this old gal took one look at Jace, and she thought, oh, yeah. Well, Dude, actually, oh, yeah. this is Shady City oh, has no, come to the doctor's from, office. From Dynasty, and look, you know, in a weird turn of events, she actually dated Willie in, like, the ninth grade. 
Well, there's, so, a, there's obviously something wrong with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said that. Well, they're checking you out for to see if you're going to get injured. It seemed to have morphed on out, and you were talking about old times, you know, junior high dating. I mean, <laughs> basically what happened. Oh, yeah. Well, when you're spending but, an hour of your life there. I just thought, I just don't, I don't know what we're doing here in our society. You know, I, I went through that and thought, this is what we're doing. That's what we're doing. I did not realize this. Well, you realize, <clears throat> Jace, that all that was to determine how, what your rate is going to be for your life insurance. That's why they're wow. trying to hook you on something because the higher, the more problems you have, the more you have to pay them. So to, is that how it works? That's exactly. Well, how it works. I ought to get the cheapest rate. Well, you should if they if they buy it. I don't know what the cheapest one is. But I don't know. I didn't. It, it was. If you just, had something wrong with it. They said, "Oh yeah, well you can get it, but here's what you're going to pay." Versus yeah, something. they weren't trying to help me. They were I just like, seeing. I like, uh, I like the Almighty's insurance yeah. plan because uh, he gives us life and immortality, and if you think about <laughs> it, and it's free. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm going to stick with God on the insurance thing. I'm just putting agree. my faith in God and take my chances. I mean, your greatest line ever on that is people that eat right and work out. Because she said that. She said, well, you must eat right. And I said, actually, I eat whatever's out in front of me. I, I don't. She's like, oh, like, you know. And it guarantees. I guess she can't do that. Even right. that, eating right and living right, you say, and but still, your, your days are what they are. Well, you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Physical death is the problem. Jesus, well, I mean, Jesus solved it, so I'm thinking I'm going there instead of the insurance companies. Well, <clears throat> you could be the healthiest guy in the world and a tree fall on you. Well, you've convinced me that I'm not going anytime soon because, you know, if she asked me what I weighed in high school and then says, what about now? What What do you think caused that? I'm going to be like, Chinese pizza? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know, I'm not going to get – I'm going to be paying the super-duper rate because I got all of mom's genetics with the blood pressure. Well, that's what's so fat. weird about it. No well, I, you're at the insurance company, and you're messing around there. Uh, my little schedule this morning. Uh, yeah, what did you do this morning, Dale? It, we dealt with beavers, bears, and alligators. Uh, oh we have bears now? We have bears. Bears. Bears have been – I just saw the – fine imprints in the mud and i said i backed up i said dan i said what kind of track is that son you're supposed to be a tracker you run with me he looked over there, he said it looks like bear tracks i said that's exactly what it is i alerted the farmer friend of mine because he was headed toward the corn patch this was just below size stand the mud hole at the mayall tree that first mud hole he was going to get him some corn do bears eat corn Go, going yeah. after the corn so i called wendell he said a lot of the rice is planted and he's going with millet down there on the lower end. He oh, said, he, I like it. "He said, he said, what about millet? Because it's a little too wet." To, so uh, I'm gonna go over. He said, "Well, come over here after dinner. I'll show you what we've done." But you told him it was a bear. I told my bear is headed toward your corn, and he said, "Oh my goodness, them things really are bad on corn." I said, "Yep, <laughs> a bear will eat anything." Like when you go to like where they're real populous, like North Carolina, where's that and them from? I mean, they'll get in the garbage. Of course, they just they're lazy, so that they, they whatever's the easiest to get to, that's what they're. I thought you meant like by that they'll eat you. No, I don't think they'll eat you. Now that they, they say, I that, think if you were, nah. well, the black bear, if you mess with their cubs, the yeah. mama may you know, to, to protect her cubs, but bear attacks are rare. Yeah. Now that these you, kind of bears, you get out bears. in Yellowstone and some of those areas with those well, grizzly bears. Now that's grizz. the old grizz, you know, he may, he may do a little damage. Is that Jeremiah Johnson? He said, what kind of bear? He's, 
Chris. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't seen that movie, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, but you'll get it. Yeah. <clears throat> Dad quotes it quite often. So we got bears now, which that's a state thing. They decided to somebody. Do we have a bear season? Are we still? Yeah, I think they got a little season for them. A Chaffalaya Basin and over on the well, not, not up not here. here, not here. Right? No, I, we've gone through the what you do when you encounter the bear that's angry. <laughs> that's right. It basically says, kind of like the insurance, you just die. <laughs> About a decade ago, you can't, I saw defend, some you can't defend yourself. Whatever you do, don't hurt the bear. Yeah. Use whatever means necessary not to injure the bear. <laughs> I'm like, what about me? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, you don't matter in this equation. That's why in all of my speeches, I give that order of things. Because people in our government, they, they've missed that. They, in some branches of enforcement, they have the animal and his health or her above the human. Yep. And that's, to me causes chaos in society welcome to a wacky world jace romans worse, romans chapter one if you want to check that it's out. the world yeah. we live they in. serve they worship and serve created things rather than the creator and yep. they worship bir- images made to look like birds and reptiles yeah so <clears throat> which explains why you have the same people that are defending to the teeth sea turtle eggs eagle eggs you know little hatchlings things and then are totally on the other side on the pro-life issue in other words oh, right. a baby inside the womb eh, yeah your we choice. like turtles yeah. i like sea turtles i don't have anything against sea turtles no i was fishing on the beach i might have told this story and caught a sea turtle i remember and, and everybody freaked out everybody <laughs> went nuts like i'm going to prison yeah. i was like i can't help that the sea turtle thought my bait was appealing and i have now landed the sea turtle but it was like a guy came up and like everybody i'm like a sea turtle rescuer yeah he went into that mode oh, he, yeah. he got the bait out and like and he was okay like, don't, don't, don't record this you know somebody yeah. got their cell phone don't don't put this on you know he's just like taking charge and of he the like situation. sent the sea turtle back out and he's like don't tell anybody i touched the sea turtle he, he said that. Yeah, he was like worried that you know somebody was going to come hauling. I said, and look, they, I remember and they that. wonder why I don't do beaches. <laughs> well, there's a lot of reasons. A good thing. Let's take a break. So uh, <clears throat> today I wanted to go back just a bit and um, look at something. We we talked about this, but we left a, a piece out, and so I'm working on a sermon that I'm preaching on Sunday. Uh, from John 6 about this Jesus calling himself the bread of life. Um, you know, we talked about <clears throat> the miraculous uh, feeding. And one of the things we didn't bring up, Jay's, <clears throat> when we talked about that is if you go back to uh, Mark and Matthew's account of this, what's going on here in John, because not every one of the gospel writers included everything that happened. Some left some pieces out and others didn't. Right. And <clears throat> there was a uh, there was another miraculous feeding with this associated during this deal. It wasn't just the 5,000. Like the next day he fed 4,000, which I guess 1,000 probably went home. And so, you know, there's actually two miraculous feedings. So they've seen this twice. Which really, I think, makes this text important in in, uh, in John six. Now, are you sure about that, or you think they just got a different version of the story? No, I, I'm you know? pretty sure. But here's why I think it's <clears throat> it was two feedings at the same thing is because he asked the disciples, 
He said, how many did you pick up after the first one? And they said, 12. And he said, how many did you pick up after the second one? They said, seven. Seven baskets full. So we got two feedings, and we got 19 basketfuls left over. Because as we talked about, Jesus is miraculously creating this bread and fish. Yeah. And so his point was, why don't you believe? I mean, which makes it even more fascinating to me when you get to John chapter 6, because the people show back up again. You remember Jesus went across the thing in the middle of the night. We talked about him walking on water. He, the boat, he, they met out there rowing for half a night, and they made three miles. It was a seven-mile trip across the lake. Jesus shows up, gets in the boat. They worshiped him. And then it said immediately they were on the other side. Yeah. I mean, we did but a they little. they probably wasn't aware. No. I mean, they just looked up, and all yeah. of a sudden. He's manipulating <laughs> the laws of gravity. Well, they had the, the wind. I mean, think about Adams. that. They've been like uh, all night long trying to get there. They cover not even half, and he did boop. That's my point, though. People who read, they get to know Jesus. You start seeing that all there's all these little stories have these manipulation of matter, right. like all these laws that we go by as humans. Right. They they don't apply. So, at what point are you saying this guy is not from this planet? <laughs> well, and you'd I think mean, it would be obvious, right? You would think. So, which is why I'm always bringing up the idea about chasing miracles, yep. which I know I've offended a few people. I'm like, if God wants to do a miracle. He obviously can do it at any time, at any moment. I think but, it, it was so difficult for him when John finally got, after the Gospel of John, when he wrote three little books, other books, First John, if, if you're going to call someone you ran with for three years— and John's over there watching, feeding these people, all these miraculous things, the bowing or the boat out there. He's there watching. Oh, yeah. Well, when he writes it all down, he begins with, and this is the word he used to describe Jesus of Galilee. That which was from the beginning. Now, if you're going to start telling someone about an individual you ran up on one day, and you begin, when you write about him, you, you, you say, what am I going to call him? What did I just see? That which was from the beginning, which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes, because most people to this day, when you start talking about what we're discussing, manipulating the atomic structure of all matter and these miraculous things, you say, what in the world? Who, who in the world was that? We've looked at, our hands have touched. He's going through all the senses, everything but smell. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. You can imagine, you got the God of creation walking around on a dusty road, and you're like, Surely you are kidding. Creator of the cosmos, carpenter's son. What? Which Dude, was their I, point later on. Yeah, right, just later. think about the proving that what he had to do. The, the life appeared and we've seen it. We testified to it. We proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we've seen and heard so that you'll have fellowship with us. Well, if you just look at that opening 
monologue on what he had thought about what he had just seen. The closest thing he could come up with was a that. He was that. (laughs) I'm not sure what. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, of course, didn't that Stephen King come out with a movie? It was called, like, It. What was that the name of it? It. It. About the crazy clown. But it was like a. I don't. I don't even know if I've seen the movie, but I got the concept. But it was like he did it from the demonic. Right. You know, it's like it. It's this force, and somehow it there. inhabited a creepy looking clown that lived. In but the you sewer. might be but, onto but, something. But, but I'm saying it's like when you can't when you try to describe something that's not of this world, like he went with in it. the movie. It like they're saying that. <laughs> plus, plus, there's an there's an it too because he said the life appeared. We've seen it, and we testify to it. So even <clears throat> well, that's what made me think of right. it when you read it because I was like, he became a he. He morphed into a that and an that, it. That's right. It was that is correct. It was some kind of organization. Or, organism that would that's easy for you to say transform itself remember because he started teleporting yeah. then it said it changed his figure later where they wouldn't recognize him yeah. he's Good. moving boats at like warp speed all the movies and things we watch about you know warp speed star trek yeah. oh, yeah. he's like the human embodiment of all these sci-fi. Did you ever see the John Wick? Have you ever seen any of those movies with the Keanu Reeves? No. They're pretty good. But anyway. So I don't watch John... Keanu Reeves movies. <laughs> this is a pretty good one. But anyway, so he's like disappeared. Like you see him in a crowd and he's gone. So I think about that when the the, the crowd would try to get Jesus and he's he slipped away. Like it yeah. was like a ninja. You know, you look up and you're like, wait a minute, what? where'd he well, go? Well, it's like he's, they were just... trying to kill him. And then, but then it says they couldn't get. They couldn't get their hands. They couldn't on get it. their hands on it. Well, why not? He walked right it was through. It. He it, walked through. He's them. walked through them, and they're like, it's kind of, <laughs> and, they're, they're like <laughs> and then you a woman who has. Like, what I'm saying is, how in the world did forty men over this length of time? How do you concoct a Jesus? Right. I mean, you well, would have to. You would have to be know. bigger than Jesus to concoct so, one. So, that's a great point to take back to the text. Um, so in, in, when you get to verse 25, I set it up. Jesus has done these two miracles. He's actually done three or four, if you include the instantly arriving at the shore. <clears throat> and then in verse 25, chapter 6, the crowd now comes around the lake. Remember, they went across the lake. Yeah. So they come around. And so Jesus is already there because he got across. The, you know, He went the short route. You know, He walked it. <laughs> And then, uh, so here, look, they said, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Yeah. I love that. It's like, why? (laughs) What was a fancy meeting you here? And so, you know, Jesus looks at him, I love it. He says, I tell you the truth, which you think about every time you see that phrase in the scripture, it's like one of us saying, I tell you what. I mean, it's a, every time he says it, it's almost a, a disgusted or at least a put out thing it's like you people because he says i tell you the truth you're looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs but because you ate and had your fill and so i mean the jig is up he looks at it and says even miss k figured that out if you <laughs> feed them they will come exactly but he might have just been stating the obvious I, i'm telling you the truth yeah well it could well be. he was he's the only person that actually could say that and be right and 100 percent means time. it every time uh let's take another break 
I always read it as like, because I've been there like, I tell you what. Well, I know. I just <laughs> never thought about that. I, I, I think I didn't, he's frustrated because he's going to do it again a little bit later. But the, the what, what I'm saying, he was telling the truth. Well, that, he was. That, that was But the I'm truth. saying I think he's put out with them because it's like all you care about is another meal. Well, yeah. I mean, That's all they care about. Obviously. I but mean, I'm saying – Finish that little text up. I'm saying when somebody says, I tell you the truth, and then in your mind – you hear what he says, and then it is actually the truth. And you it is were here time. just for the food. <laughs> That's right. Well, then all of a sudden it becomes more powerful. It is powerful. But So here's what he says. So check this out, 27. Now, I want you to listen to the words in this verse and tell me what you would have focused on because there's a lot of thoughts. He, he says, do not – he's telling them, he kind of gives them a little rebuke. Then he says, do not work for food that spoils – but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, will give you, on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Now, there's a lot of deep spiritual. I mean, that's a lot of spiritual content in that thing. And you know what they focused in on? What must we do to do the works God requires? Out of everything he just said, he said, don't work for food that spoils. Then he goes into the great thing about eternal life. They say, yeah, tell us about those works we need to, that we're required to do. In other words, it's not just that I want to work. I, I want to find out what I have to do, but what's the minimum? Because that's what they're well, really it's just, But it's the modern-day philosophy now. Exactly. There's nothing ever changed. People, when you sit down and you start talking about their lives, they say, well, what do I need to do? And, and basically – just it's like a, taking a college course, which I, I've said that our, our churches, a lot of them are like college, university. You go there, you learn the information, you figure out the right answers, and if you get that, you're good. Yeah, it has nothing to do with like how your life is. Like just your figure out the information that you need to know out of the book. It's like some kind of puzzle that you put together, and if you believe it right. Then you got, which yep. is why we say a lot on the podcast. Most of the questions we get are behavioral questions about how can I stop doing this? I'm doing this. Are they are they worried about they can't do enough? Yeah, a works type mindset. This is Jesus has said. All you have to do is believe in me, and I'll save you. It, it, it's it, it, it's not a system of. How good you are, how much you do. It's, it's what he just much. said, I'll give it to you. Like, I'll, give it, I'll you. give it to you. It's a gift. And they come back with, okay, tell us what we got to do to work this out. Because yep. that's what we want to know. Because well, look, me, we want to keep getting the to fish. This day, we want to keep getting the fish said. and the bread. Just tell me well, what look, I got to do. So here's my illustration. So he answers saying, the work of God is this to believe in the one he has sent. But look, now here's what these fools. <laughs> I just mean that affectionately. And the modern day people do today. Only a fool says in his heart, there is no God. Well, that's, that's a fool. Right. You, you know what they say? Oh, well, all I have to do is believe. Yeah. Nope, you've missed it again. Mm-hmm. Even just by saying that, even though that's technically right, your mindset never changed. You're like, oh, okay, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. All right, I got that. Now, <laughs> let's get back to my life here. You see what I mean? And, that, and that's what, that, and try to figure out why I need to keep doing this yeah, work. Yeah. Now it just <laughs> every time I've ever brought that up, people, I know their heart is not right, nor they're thinking when they say, "So you believe all you have to do is believe." I'm like, I just read this. I didn't assert anything. 
But evidently, it's it's made you have some concerns about my theology. <laughs> Whenever I read a verse, and all of a sudden you go, Arr. that means there's something you're missing. I don't have a problem with it. I love this verse. So the the point we've made over and over about lifestyle, whether it's cursing or pornography, all the different things we've dealt with on the podcast that people have asked us questions about, it goes back to this: if that's the fruit of your life. You got to go back further than the bad fruit. You got to figure out why. What's the relationship issue with you and the Lord? Because once that's where it needs to be, the fruit becomes different. Is the is well, the point? Because the point is, if He has this ability, let's just kind of step back from the religious world and just think about. Here's the, an it that has abilities that are beyond earthly comprehension. And so now all of a sudden he's he's saying if you want to work for God or whatever you need to believe in this specimen I don't know what to call it. I mean you know this <laughs> specimen supernatural <laughs> being it. that be and, and here's what we do so somehow or another we think oh yeah he has all these powers and he can do these miracles but then somehow he's not knowing what I'm thinking or He's not aware. I, I can say I believe and then go out here and live like a hellion. And then somehow or another, he didn't notice yeah. my life. And, and I think that's the problem. That's why when you ask a question like this, what must we do? You know, what work what must are required? It's like he's a million miles away. Well, if he has all these powers, don't you think he has the power to know what's deep inside of you and to be able to, you know, the omnipresent part of him? Mm. Or he's he's obviously has a skill set that's beyond you being able to hide from him. Mm. I mean, it goes back to the garden, you know. They're like hiding, and so to me, that's the problem. That that's the problem with with miracles. You 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 look for a miracle, and let's say you get one. Well, does that nullify? his ability to be supernatural and not, see not you 24 <laughs> seven and to know that you're just lying to yourself and to him. If you're, you know, if you're living a hypocritical life, well, we've I talked mean. about for people, people find in the Christian world, unfortunately, but they find comfort in just give me some rules. Like I remember a, a sister one time came to me and there was something going on. She wasn't sure about, and she laid out her little thing. And I was like, well, you know, the Bible doesn't really say much about that. So just, you know, you just have to work that on your own. She said, well, I, I would rather you just tell me what I need to do. I mean, I never forget her saying that. I'd rather yeah. you tell, in other words, I just said, you know, work it out. I, I've studied this issue, whatever the issue was. I don't even remember what it was. And, but she didn't want me to say you figured out. She wanted me to say, well, this is what you have to do, and this is what you can't do. All right. And Usually when people I'm find comfort someone, in that. I remind them repeatedly, look, all your sins will be removed, all your past ones. Blessed is the man or woman who sinned the Lord and never count against them. And I said, now look, here's the good news. It gets better. And all your future sins won't be counted against you. All you have to do is trust God. And try. I said, he's taking care of everything. It's called grace. You can't earn it. You're not good enough. You're never going to be. You're going to make mistakes. Before you run upon Jesus, do you make mistakes? Uh, yeah. I said, well, after you run upon him, do you think you'll ever make a few more as you go forth? Well, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. But I said, look, trust God and try. Love God and love your neighbor. I said, 
it's way easier than you think it is. That's why he said, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. That's right. I mean, you know, the grace <laughs> teaches us to say no to ungodliness in our wicked world, you know, Titus 2. You know, it, that's what it teaches you. But it's you a hard is, concept. You think we wouldn't? Uh, you think we wouldn't crave law? Let's uh, let's take another break. The problem is, people go to a church building and look. You know me. I, I love worship that is passionate and meaningful and emotional. And I, I think when God said, or you know, Jesus said, "Love the Lord." your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I think we should give each one of those qualities, whatever they may encompass, in in our worship time. Where I have a problem is a lot of people believe that they only experience the presence of God in a worship assembly. I'm like, he doesn't leave once you left left the building, the presence of God is strong. He's not El- he's not Elvis, you know. Yeah, he, he really is. Everywhere. But you know, I mean, well, but you've been in these church services, which I've never said a word up until right now. But it just kind of bugs me. They're like, we get here and they're like, let's pray for God to come, or you know, or we sing a song saying, you know, come, come to this come place. come to this place. You know, we're I'm like. Well, he was with you five minutes ago driving down the road when you were practicing the worship song that you're now doing now. It's like somehow or another in our minds, once we leave this setting, we left God. Yeah. Never confine right. your worship to a structure that meets a couple hours on Sunday morning, maybe one hour that night, and a, they throw in a Wednesday night. Well, that's four or five hours a week. 168 hours in a week. You're like, yeah, man. We, I needed more than that. Yeah, that's uh, God's trying to tell them, look, before you walked in the door, I was with you. You know, you, look, you worship me everywhere you I, go, who you are, it becomes your lifestyle. By the way, one of the, one of the reasons for our troublesome times we are in right now, people just don't understand Jesus, they don't understand what we're discussing here. They don't understand about worship. It's just something that they go do, and then they walk away from it until the next time they show up yeah, at the right. next appointed time. You're like, they misunderstand the power of God. Well, look. That's what just, some of these people's problem yeah, was. Yeah, it was. It's like I was telling you, you know, I did my, my insurance evaluation. Well, when I when I, the girl was telling me, oh, I used to date your brother. You know, she called him Jess, you know. So yeah. I knew that was that went way, way back. back. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, well, hey, well, how, you know, are you married? Do you have kids? You know, she's like, I have three kids. And then she kind of, then there was an awkward silence. And I could tell, I'm like, she's getting teared up. Uh oh. And she's like, I mean, I just met this person. And she's like, well, I'm not going to say I'm married. I mean, we're, we're, we're going through problems, you know? And so I'm like, and she, she got choked up. So I was like, okay. I mean, cause now I felt, talking about the presence of God, I felt, I have to say something about Jesus in this moment. I don't know this person. She's upset. I know Jesus, and I know whatever she's going through, I know the solution. So I said, yep. I said, I think the older we get, it just becomes tougher for for people to stay together. I said, that's why I like me and my wife. I said, we have nothing in common except Jesus. I said, but you know what I realized after 30 years? That's enough. Because he offers a, he offers a, a, 
a place and a time to start over? I said, just think if you don't have forgiveness. Well, then she said, well, I go to church, you know, <laughs> and I said, great. There's the money but, phrase. I go to church. But the re- that's why I tell, <laughs> tell them this story. Cause in her mind, she was thinking, well, I go to church and I was more depicting something that happens every day in Jesus in a marriage. And I wasn't, who I, are you? Yeah. I didn't know her situation right. and I wasn't trying to judge her situation. Mm. I was just trying to get a little introduction of Jesus. And then I gave the follow up point later back when we started, you know, fixed to do the urinalysis. That's when I got on the resurrection. I was like, well, well, that it, will bind it, you to people, you know, when you share a urinal stall. So well, right. I'm just saying. And I thought, I answered 150 questions, no. So I'm in great health, <laughs> but I'm not delusional enough to think that I'm not going to die. So I'm going to finish, because I talked about forgiveness with her. So I thought, okay, I can't leave out the resurrection. <laughs> so I said, look, tell you the truth, whether I get this insurance or not, I could care less. I said, because I'm, I'm all in on the resurrection. Some dude called about an hour before I came up here. The phone rings just an hour ago. Yeah. He said, what do you want? I said, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know what he. But I've told you. I said, quit. yeah. And he said, what do you want? And I said, nothing. <laughs> and I just hung the phone because he, he didn't say anything. I said, nothing. And I'm waiting on him to say something. And it was just silence. I thought, well. Now, what does this have to do with what we were talking about? It may make your make your points short and to the point. Oh. <laughs> because people will be calling you out of the blue and say, what do you want? Well, I have all I need. I'm, I'm, I have a relationship with the Lord Jesus. And, dude, I don't want anything. So, so you made your since point. We've gone to a, since we've gone there. I already had it all. But I got to tell you this. Feel, uh, I got to give you a confession. Yesterday, oh, I, I'm driving down good. the road, Phil. Yesterday, I'm driving down the road. And, you know, they got these new, uh, what do you call them things? Roundabouts. Roundabouts. And they're all under construction, so it's mm-hmm. chaos. Well, I'm just, you know, in a trance. And I sense a vehicle like. Really close to me in one of the roundabout. What is? I look up. It's a guy. He's like, "Hey, pull over!" And I'm like, "But it's just a guy in a beat up old truck." That's when I reached for my weapon right there. In America now, I did that. Pull over. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pull over." I reached out. I have a pistol, and I put my hand on it. Now I didn't have one in the in the chamber. By the way, that says a lot about our culture. Yeah, current culture. I literally. Or it has to be within arm's length. <laughs> yeah, well, I had an arm's length. So we and I'm like, hey, okay. And I keep well, he he's he's been dangerous now because it's oh yeah, we're, it's like two lanes. Yeah. But he and so he r- just runs up in front of me. He's like, pull over. And so I roll down the window and look, I look. He has a cigarette in his hand and one in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> a double dip. He had a cigarette in his mouth. That's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> and he said, hey. I'm trying to send you a package. What's your address? I said, what? <laughs> he said, I'm sending you a package. We're going through the second You're roundabout. Yeah, I'm trying to yield and look. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to send you a package. What's your address? I said, go to Duck Commander and drop it off. <laughs> he said, okay. And literally he hit the gas and went 100 miles an hour. <laughs> I just, just so I thought, what in the world was that? I don't know, but I don't want him to know my address. 
And no. they wonder, they say, so when's in, how many times have you been to town in the last three and a half months? <laughs> oh, my, you'll never go out again. I said, in a moment story. of weakness, <laughs> I went one time, little and dental I, appointment. They called up because the thing kept ringing. I said, okay, I'll let me get up there. So I went up there for that. And I told that dentist, I said, make it fast, whatever it is. He checks me out. He said, no, you're good. So I walk out and get back to the rig, and uh, out of there I, I came. So let, let's take our last break. So, Jace, when's the last time you've been to town? I came from town to get down <laughs> That's here. That's what I'm saying. I'm in town all the time. Yeah, so I just I, had a I, doctor visit. What am I missing visit. after you told that story? I said, is that the kind of stuff I'm missing? Well, here's my point. Jesus went to towns, and he tried to help people. So I introduced Jesus a while ago to the nurse because even though we weren't in church, I sensed a good move. that she was upset. And I thought, as a son of God, even though I have flaws and, you know, I sensed Okay, she's in pain. So now you've said an interesting thing, Jason. To your credit, I would you say that's pretty well how Jesus rolled. In other words, you have to be ready at the moment, whatever moment there is. You know, the guy that called me and said said and used God's name in vain about five times, ordering a duck call, and I was thinking, man, I I, I said, look, why do you keep cursing the only one that can save you from death? Well, there were just silence. About the fifth time, he said, GED, something. I thought, why do you keep cursing him? Well, there was silence on the phone. He said, hey, you got my, my order? I said, I got your order. So he hangs up. Ten minutes goes by. The phone rings again. He said, hey. I said, yep. He said, it's me again. He said, I've never thought about that. I said, well, you, you, you curse God like, like he's done something to you. I said, man. I said, he can save you. Give you eternal life. I said, you know what you ought to do? And I looked down at his sheet right quick. I said, you ought to drive over here. I said, it's about from where you are, about eight, nine hours. I said, you ought to drive over here, and I'll tell you a story about the one you're cursing. I said, you may change your mind. He said, well, I might do that, hoss. I said, you ought to. (laughs) A week goes by, and the knock on the door, and the dude steps in. He said, you know who I am? I said, he's a husky. I said, no, I don't believe I ever met you. He said, I'm the one that was cursing God. I said, so you did come. He said, I got to know. I said, come on in here. Look, was like he was converted. Never, 17 years yeah. went by. I'm speaking over there in the state he was from. And the preacher says, somebody walked up there and he said, Phil, you remember the dude that was cursing God on the phone? I said, cursing God on the phone? I said, I, said, I remember that way back. I said, that's been a long time ago, 15, 20 years ago. He said, he's down there waiting on you, wanting to talk to you. He heard you was coming to this church tonight. He said, by the way, he's one of the leaders of this church now. Mm-hmm. I said, my point is, just like you and that girl, you never know. Well, I mean. And, well, you never uh, know how God works well, in your life. D- but do we believe you, God you Yeah, is working, living, and active? Doing that is hard and, to do in a church building is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I don't know where we got into this. Paul said making the most of every opportunity because the time is short. I mean, you know, you think about it, you don't, you only get so many opportunities like that in the course of your, even your whole life. Right. It goes by fast. I didn't know. There's a lot more anything. than that guy, but that was just one that kind of stood out of my mind when we were but This question, this. I'll hit on this question is the problem in our churches and in our lives is when you're just trying to do the least amount possible to get in, 
That's a terrible attitude. You've missed the awesomeness of, of a life in Jesus, where you do have a situation. Look, I didn't know this woman. I didn't know her, her problems. I didn't know all the history. I didn't have to know. I know who can fix it. Yep. I know the way to fix it. And Plus, we Jesus. should. We should. I need to remind our audience that what y'all are seeing in our streets in America. Well, the evil one has no problem with getting out in the street and ranting and raving and looting and burning and shooting and all this carrying on. You're looking at yeah. Well, God's people have to look at that and say, we at least need to be ready at a moment to stand up and point them to Jesus that, that can, who can save them. I just say we ought to be a little more, what would be the word, Al? A little more. Uh, vigilant. A little more. Of, I was thinking radical. Radical. Well, vigilant. I would just I did say. some street, street preaching one time up in New York. <laughs> We have a message 20. of love. Did you see but that I'm old boy that, that rolled in to, to chop? Or I think it was Chaz back then in Seattle. He's a street preacher, yeah. and he waded up into the autonomous zone preaching Jesus, and they just beat the fire out of him. Yeah, I mean, well, it was some a scene out that, of a Paul but, of oh yeah Paul but, in Ephesus. But that's why now I don't think you make those type I, my. I kind of my, respected my point, the guy. I thought, you know, he's trying to make it. I mean, but my mind. point is, if you're just real in in real situations. I, that because that's what Jesus did. That's where you were. Where you were. Where you play. Just right. be ready. I didn't get up this morning thinking I'm gonna go preach Jesus to whoever is working. To somebody on me. having a. Bad it marriage. just happened. What's your favorite you text, know? Jace? Uh, you know, be ready Always to give everybody. An yeah, yeah. And then you leave out that last part. But do this with gentleness <laughs> and respect. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Phil I'm, I'm not being unkind to him, but sometimes I am a little blunt. Yeah. <laughs> You, you have you know the what, gentleness uh, of respect approach, and then you have the blunt force trauma. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Dad's on the deal about somebody says, I'm going to be brutally honest. And I always say, well, I like the honesty. It's the brutality that I can do with that. But, you know, the uh, – but i tell you this, Dad, because I hear from our viewers and listeners all the time. They appreciate the fact you're blunt. I mean, like that's they your – They do? Oh, yeah. That's hey, your, that's your lane. They, the that's, contrary – look, I'll tell you I this. I salute all of you. Thank you very As much. blunt as you are, this political – Everyone is sensitive to every little phrase uh, you made and, you know, any kind of word that you say that might be offensive to someone, that literally makes me want to just pull over and, and dry heave. Oh, yeah. I mean, it. I'm so sick so of that. I, I saw a list of movies, Jace, that now have to have, like, some kind of warnings before you watch this about insensitive to all these different causes. And about half the list were some of our favorite movies. Dirty Harry was at the top of the list. That's, well, that's, that's back then. Well, I'll get out but of you here. You know, look, when <laughs> Ryan, Ryan preached Sunday, I love that he said, and he, cause his mom is, I guess, Caucasian and his dad is Chinese. Chinese. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he made the point. He said, I don't go around saying, I have a Caucasian mom and a Chinese American dad. He's like, I have a mom and dad. Why? <laughs> why do we have to label everybody in every way? Everybody keeps hollering about justice. The ones in the streets and justice, give us justice. But actually, Al, that what they really need and what they need to be uh, realize is mercy. They need mercy, and they're hollering for justice. God's going to give them justice at 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why James, the half-brother of Jesus, he said, judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. He said, you better be merciful towards your fellow man. 
mercy triumphs over judgment. It really does. It and he does. actually, in that same chapter, talks about God doesn't show favoritism, and we shouldn't either, you which is, goes to you, the point. Bet, that's right before this. By the way, yeah. that's James 2. Y'all need to read that. All right. Well, we're out of time. That went by fast. Yeah, it uh, did. That was a good study. I've got a few more thoughts, so I guess I'm going to bring those back in the next podcast. Yeah, we not, got like this uh, far. Yeah, I'm not quite finished with the, where we want to go with that. Yeah, so. I, don't, I hope we don't ever replay this insurance story. I don't know. Jace comes up with a lot of them, but the insurance story didn't get me all fired up. <laughs> it's part of life. Look, it happened. <laughs> it's the sausage being made of life. Trust me, if you want some insurance, they're going to go up there and ask you 150 questions. They're going to poke and they're going to prod and say, how did you lose 20 pounds? So are you going to be going next week for that? Uh, that'd be negative. <laughs> So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.